The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hi, I'm Reverend Ellen Devonport, host of Voices of Unity here on the radio network, wishing you and your family a joyous holiday season from all of us at Unity World Headquarters at Unity Village. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio. And today I have the privilege of talking with one of my heroes, one of my role models, Dr. Pat Allen. We're going to talk about relationships, dreamy relationships, and how you can have them, but you might need to change a few things. Um, There's a great quote on Dr. Pat Allen's website. It says, little kids tell the truth until adults teach them to be neurotic. And this is kind of the... Spirit, and there she is. There's a giggle out of this incredible lady. So, hi, Dr. Pat. Yes. Hi, Dr. Pat Allen. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to just tell people a little bit about you in case they don't know who you are, which I can't imagine there's a soul on the planet that doesn't already, but um, I'll just tell them a little bit about you. I know that you um, have been featured and interviewed on all kinds of television shows, INLA, Fox Television, Geraldo, George and Alana, Joan Rivers. Um, you've been on Maury Povich. Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. I mean, do we need to say anything else four besides times. besides Oprah four times? I mean, hello. So that kind of implies that she's been on everything else. And um, she's got many books. She's got Getting to I Do, which is one of my personal favorites that I have a funny story about. Um, she's got a book called Conversational Rape. Staying Married is another book and Loving It. It's a man's world and a woman's universe. Oh, God, I love that. And The Truth About Men and The Answers Book. So many books. And she's constantly speaking publicly at the Odyssey Theater in L.A. And I know you you also go into Orange County and you're working, you're like back and forth, back and forth, doing all kinds of work there and cruises and workshops and changing the lives of people all over the place in recovery. We're all in recovery, whether we call ourselves in recovery or not. But without further ado, welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, Dr. Pat Allen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for helping me carry the message that's been out there for a thousand years, but I want to use it. Oh, please. I'm so happy to. Your book, Getting to I Do, was how I first was introduced to you. My friend Helen Jukic is the one who has given me so many recommendations that have changed my life. And she was one of the ones that, that dragged me to come see you and made sure that I got your book. And I remember reading your book on an airplane when I was very single and not having fun. And there was a very handsome guy that came and sat next to me on the airplane. And I just squinched up in the corner. I didn't want him to see the cover of the book because I was embarrassed because I thought he'd think I would try to make a move on him. And so I had to practice 
on the airplane making eye contact with him because the men that I found attractive were the ones I wouldn't look at. I would turn away from them. And the ones I wasn't attracted to, they'd get all my eye contact. Anyway, you taught me so many valuable things. And I've been happily married for, um, oh, my God, I think we are 16, sweet 16 this year. <laughs> so thanks oh, to you. bless you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I know that's kind of where a lot of people first met you, but is there anything, oh my God, where do we, where do we start? Where do we start? Um, I want to talk to you about dreams. I want to talk to you about love and relationships and whatever else you feel like talking about. What would you like to dive into first? Well, the first thing I want to say is that another book is coming out called The Dream Class, <gasps> and it's by... A student of mine with my backup, Patricia Eltage, and it's going to print this week, and it's going to incorporate a facet that I have not been able to find in any other dream work, and that's the facet of yin and yang energy Mm. based on the I Ching, based on Chinese quantum physics. And that particular facet is the reason that my doctoral work is androgynous. Men mm-hmm. have yang bodies, but they have yin souls. Anima. Mm-hmm. Women have yin bodies, but yang souls. Animas. There's four people in every relationship. And I teach them how to waltz with words. Ah. <sighs> That is so beautiful. And I have, by the way, a preview of Patricia's book, The Dream Class, and it's beautiful. And your foreword in it is so, it's wonderful. And I do love that that yin-yang aspect. And I think it was because, I'm going to give you credit for this, because I think I interviewed you years ago on my previous, one of my previous shows, The D-Spot, and you talked about a particular dream about snow, melting snow, and a series of dreams about first it started with snow and then as it progressed, springtime began. And I remember your perspective about the the yin and the yang within that. And I've never forgotten that. It's become a part of me. So this is so important. Maybe we can do give us an example of, of um, a dream that you've heard or that I've heard that we can look at the masculine and feminine or yin and yang type of symbols in those dreams. What would be best? Did you want me to do it now? Yes, I would love that. Okay. Well, see, most people think that when you dream of a man, you're dreaming of yang productivity. He's doing good to feel good. And when you dream of a woman, you're dreaming of feelings. But in reality, people think women represent feelings when, in fact, women in dreams represent masculinity, doing good to feel good. And that's the paradoxical controversy. Dear old Carl Jung wrote a book, Mysterious Conventionum, about the confusion of therapy in its paradoxical ways. So the most important one that I've come across is when you dream and you're dreaming of a man dying, 
what you're dreaming of is you. Everything in a dream is you. And when yes. you dream of people, you're at the highest level of awareness. When you dream of a man, you're dreaming of your feelings changing. Remember, in a dream, dying is just a different statement for birth of a new thing. So even though there are no bad dreams, nightmares are simply images that your subconscious chooses, like out of a magazine, to carry a message. But every single dream is spiritually supportive of you. And that's something that I have found in the 47 years I've been doing this as a marriage, family, child therapist. I have still never found a person who had a dream that wished them evil or bad, but they dreamt of scary images Mm -hmm. that are telling them something about feelings. So, So as far as I can see, when you dream of men, you're dreaming of feelings, and when you dream of women, you're dreaming of doing things. Interesting. I, I love that. And I think it might be a little confusing to people. So I want to break it down for a second. Um, in the, the yin and the yang, the, the anima and the animus. Um, let me ask you about this. There's a client of mine who is newly dating someone that she is crazy about, like really, really passionate about. And in my She's observation, really to the oxytocin yes. is flowing. Yes, as you would say, even up her nose. <laughs> the, right, right. That's the pheromones. Where but <laughs> right. you know the truth is, the What's pheromones that? go through the mouth, through the Ooh. palate, to the Jacobson's organ, where mm. the third eye is in India. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, that is it's, interesting. It is the chemistry of another human being going through your mouth. Wow, your not palate. just up the nose. Okay. No, it's not up the nose. Mm. It's literally cellular and going through your palate to your Jacobson's organ, which is the deciphering in of a pheromone exchange. And if you're a man and you're sitting next to, in church even, a woman that you have chemistry for, that lady's chemistry is a little bit like your mom and a little bit not like your mom. Because if it was totally like your mom, she would be forbidden. Nature would not create attraction. If she's totally not like your mom, she's an alien Mm. and you wouldn't have chemistry for her. Oh, interesting. Same goes for women. Within three minutes of being near, 30 inches near a human body, your pheromonal exchange is telling you to either get away from them or get with them. Mm. And what that bonding, pardon? 
Well, I have a question, but can can finish your sentence, go ahead, please? Go ahead. Well, I know some people, like for example, the sense of smell being important that are really drawn to somebody's scent, um, but they're not necessarily healthy for them. And and I know somebody who's not necessarily drawn to the scent of her husband, but she's drawn to the feeling of him and the the way she is when she's with him. But it's not necessarily a smell that she particularly has a feeling about. So are those totally different issues or? Um, yes, are they they're totally different. And remember, there is no rose smell, lemon smell. There's no smell that our brains can decipher. It's okay. strictly a chemical exchange of the chemistry of the cells in your body. You see, your body is putting off cells all the time. And people around you are picking them up and matching them up mm. with their own. That's the way human beings, you know, we know dogs smell each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? I've got three well, of them sitting around me as we speak. <laughs> yes. I know. And you know that some dogs like some dogs and some dogs don't like some dogs. Right. What I'm saying is chemistry is beyond our control. Although I'm going to give you a piece of information that is so merciful, I love it. Okay. You know what autism is. <sighs> yes, and that was my dog saying hello. <laughs> in, okay, in hello. For autistic hello, language. Doggy. Hello, doggy. Okay, autism. <laughs> yes. Do you know that they're taking oxytocin, which is the bonding element in the thermal exchange between humans, and they're spraying it on autistic kids hmm. to enhance their need and want to be close and cuddly. Isn't oh, that nice? That is such an interesting thing. My sister works with autistic kids. I'll have to let her know about that. Well, that's what I that's what I came across. I love it. Okay, so I want to get back to uh, something that I can give to this this client of mine because I'm sure your perspective would be so helpful. Okay. So she's drawn to this man who she's crazy about. And in my well, I'm drawn to him because he's compatible with her lifestyle or is she drawn to him because his chemistry completes her chemistry. Oh, I think it might be both, but I had the thought that when I saw them together, that they were, that he was a more extreme version of her masculine soul. And I thought he is her animus and she's wanting that. It's not necessarily him. It's what he represents that she's not yet embraced. So that was my well, perspective. But what do you think about that? What I think about that is chemistry gets you into the game and compatibility keeps you in the game. Mm. Mm. See, right. very often the people we're attracted to are sick. Right. <laughs> and, and the problem with that is, is your body doesn't care if they're sick. Your body wants to be near the person that triggers that familiarity. 
And so that's where your scripting comes in. If you've been raised in a family, in a political system, in a religion, in a school that is scripting you to be neurotic or even psychotic, that scripting can keep you with somebody that is totally incompatible. We therapists make our living off Mm -hmm. of unscripting people that are physically bonded to people that really are not good deals. And how can you tell, I mean, in the bonding, in the early stage, when the, when everything is the honeymoon and everybody's perfect. Exactly. Great. How long does it take for human beings to get aroused sexually Mm. by a pheromonal attractive person? How, How long? Not even a second kind of instant within three minutes okay men are faster than we are Mm -hmm. do you know they have 21 genes designed and attached to their sperm cells that enhance their intuition Mm. Mm. men's intuition is so profoundly perfect that they can know things about you that you don't know yet. Mm. Whereas we women, we follow our neurotransmitters, dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin. Mm. Your, your neurotransmitters are, you know, that electricity travels through water. We do know that, don't we? Yes. You know, they warn us on the radio, don't go near anything electrical near water. Right. Well, neurotransmitters carry the messages of cells, neurons, from one to another. See, our nervous system isn't one long string of neurons. It's multiple, multiple neurons that have been stimulated into creating feelers, dendrites, which are attracted to the next neuron, but between the two of them, there's the synapse. You've heard the synapse. Mm -hmm. It's a gap between one neuron and another. And the secret of life is before you're three years old, your mirror neurons have to be talked to, touched, sung to. Have you seen the ads on TV about talk to your child, sing to your child? Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what that is? That's... The powers that be attempting to to help children create feelings based on thinking, speaking, doing, touching. Otherwise, they become like feral little animals. 
So true. If we do not mother our babies before they're three years old, they can't be stimulated. And the blank cells are there. I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to. You know that we're having difficulty today with young people becoming rabid, gun-toting, murderous kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a lot of antidepressants, what, a lot of anti-anxiety medications are kind of... You know yeah. what the one description of these children is? A loner. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And you realize there's a wonderful book called Touching. And it's all about this kind of thing. We have got to mother our babies by three or they end up feral Mm. socially. There is such a thing, you know, as autism that's genetic. Right. But there's a lot that has to do with too much social media, which doesn't talk, touch, or smell. You know, there's not a heck of a lot you can do with a social media. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You can have a lot of friends, but not anybody that you can touch necessarily. Yes, that's the point. And therefore, there are gaps in the nervous system that cause kids and people to do crazy, crazy, violent things because they're feral. Mm. So some hug therapy, some pheromone therapy, some oxytocin. So there's solutions here. It's just we've got to get it to the little ones as quickly as possible. Well, we've got to carry the messages. Right. And like I just said, I was thrilled when I heard that they were taking in some autistic classes, they were taking the oxytocin and spraying it to create a sense of cuddling and warmth and closeness between little people who basically have not filled their mirror neurons. Mm. We have to learn to be human from another human. If you've ever had a a feral cat, you can feed them, but you can't hug them. Mm. So when you see that ad, whoever's listening to this, when you see that ad, Sing to your child. Talk to your child. What they're saying is, please help make this little child a member of the human feeling race. And if and if it's an adult, is it too late for them to, to get... It's too late by three. Listen, if it isn't done by three, it's like the brain closing from the gap that allows it to squash in birth. Mm-hmm. it's got to be done by three. You know, Freud, we laugh at him sometimes and maybe a lot of times, but he <laughs> said it so clearly. Whoever deals with children 
under three rules the world. Oh, that is, that is very powerful. That is very powerful. Um, so in a few minutes, we're going to come back from our break. And I want to talk about conversational rape and what that is and the titles of your books. I just want you to say a little something about them, about staying married and loving it and about the fact that it's a man's world and a woman's universe. These are just the best talking points ever. Um, and the truth about men, the answer book. I know that so many people are, are going to listen to this because the relationships, let me just get you to answer this if you'd be so kind right before we go to our break. Um, how, how important is it that, how important are our relationships to our ability to, to have, I like to say a dream life, but even just a life that is good. Like if our relationships, if people just put that off to the side, can, is it even possible to have a good life? There's a, there's another word that covers this mindfulness. There's only two ways to live, satisfying and gratified. If you want gratification, money, power, prestige, sex, food, drink, whatever, will be your goal. If you want a satisfying life, you have to be mindful. The only way you know you love yourself or anybody else is your willingness to make and keep agreements that's what civilization is. And all of my books, Conversational Rape, is based on the fact that there's only three ways to communicate. Intimidate with fear, seduce with guilt and shame, or negotiate with love. Mm. That's it. Mm. I don't care with governments, churches, countries, religions, period. Uh, and we'll talk about that as soon as we come back from this break. I'm talking to Dr. Pat Allen, author of Getting to I Do, Staying Married and Loving It, Conversational Rape. It's a man's world and a woman's universe and the truth about men and the answers book. Her website is drpatallen.com. You're listening to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Reverend Linda Martella Witset with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. 
who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. If you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, what can you read that's new and exciting? Try Unity Magazine. It's designed for the seasoned spiritual student with in-depth articles and interviews about spiritual practices and philosophies. Our columnists share their own faith journeys and cover healing, science, and psychology with even a little scripture thrown in. You'll read some classic authors and some new ones. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 816-969-2000. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. In evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, and I'm um, so excited. Lately, I'm just going to do a little plug for my Hero's Journey Dream Oracle cards that just came out, and I'm so excited to have partnered with Rasuli, the fusion artist extraordinaire. He's a living legend. His artwork is all over the world, um, and having this deck of Oracle cards is like having a mini gallery of Rasulis. And if you're interested in being a hero on the hero's journey, then these cards can help you do that. And also pay attention to your dreams as you go along. Cause I think your dreams have a little something to say about how to more profoundly participate in your hero's journey. So get the hero's journey, dream Oracle cards. And there's some wonderful goodies at tinyurl.com forward slash hero Heroes Journey Dreams. Heroes Journey Dreams. Okay, so that's it. And we're back with Dr. Pat Allen. We were having a very lively conversation about relationships, 
dreams, children, hugging, singing, connecting, and um, something that sounds very dramatic, conversational rape, which we'll talk about all of these things in just a moment, continue these things. But I wanted to bring something up. Years ago, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, even though I'm sure she wouldn't mind me talking about her situation, but I won't say her name, but she had a session with you, Dr. Patton. You said some things that were really jarring and incredibly life-changing and I've used it and passed it on. And one of the things was you were saying, do you, you asked her if she wanted more to be cherished or respected. And she very adamantly said, I want both. And you said, well, that makes you narcissistic and you'll get nothing. (laughs) And, And she was like, Oh, how dare you? And I thought, oh my God, I love you, Dr. Pat Allen. Uh, Okay. So everybody I think wants it all. It just doesn't mean you're going to get it all at the same time in equal measure. But can you say something a a little bit about the cherish respected ratio and what the, what the best situation is to be in? If you want to be realistic about having a wonderful romance and life with somebody that you love. In my book, Getting to I Do, there's a test for narcissism and for non-narcissistic behavior. My doctoral work is androgynous semantic realignment. Every man is a man and a woman, and every woman is a woman and a man. That's four people. Now, I'm going to make a statement which sounds different. People who have no kids and do not want to be in an intimate relationship are totally normal as narcissists. They want respect for their thinking and their behavior, and they want to be cherished for their feelings. But no one suffers because of it. They are single, no kids, and no relationships that are intimate. And that's fine. But once you want to be close to another human being, once, from zero to three, which are powerful, the years for a baby, and then onward into adulthood, you've got to rank order. You've got to say, do I want to do good to feel good? Or do I want to feel good to do good? Doing good to feel good is to want to be respected. Feeling good to do good is wanting to be cherished. We all want both, all Mm -hmm. of us. Yes. So with that in mind, I ask people, are you a man and a woman with careers? Or are you a career man and a career woman? Because they each require a different set of contracts. How so? They have to negotiate how they spend time, how they share space. They have to decide how they're going to handle money. And they're going to have to handle play, non-sexual and sexual. You might call it pre-engagement. You might call it premarital. 
but I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. I'm a certified transactional analyst. I'm an addiction specialist in alcoholism and sexual addiction. And I'm thrilled because this system of teaching four people how to waltz through respect and cherishing allows them to flow together without conflicting. Okay. So I'm going to get a little bit personal. So I think my, my husband and I are career people. I don't think we have careers. I think we, I think I, you didn't give me your distinction, but I imagine that it's not just something that we do. It's something you do for Mm -hmm. money and spirit. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, a job is what you do for money to pay to do something that you might be growing roses as a career and not making a dollar, but it's right. your career. It's your spiritual passion. So that would be, we're career people then. Would you say that? Okay. Or we're people uh, with a career? Do you, do you both have careers? Passions yes. Yes. That you like Okay. Oh yeah. And, and we were and they overlap. We work together on many projects together. Well, then what you are is but just picture if one of you is a man who's angry with his woman cuz she's busy with her career. Yes, that happens sometimes with my husband and I. Exactly. <laughs> cuz but okay. even though he has well, his, but he stops he would prefer to have more time that isn't spent doing and creating stuff then how old is he older than me by a bit pardon he's older than me 50 60 70 he's 70 i'm 50 okay guess what what his testosterone went down his feminine came up yeah and my masculine is like hello men need to be cherished Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't cherish them, they die or mm. they run off with a young woman. Mm. Now, when we women, when we go through our menopausal change, our estrogen goes down, feel good, feel good, feel good, and our progesterone comes up and we start wanting to do something that is bigger than cooking soup. Right. Right. So what I teach, what I teach is watch out for science because science can impact your relationship and your chemistry, you know, and watch your mouth. Remember, what do you mean by watch out, watch out for science? I don't, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Watch out for science. I just said that when men get older, when they get into their ah. 50s, they become more feminine. Mm-hmm. And when women get into their 50s, they become more masculine. Mm -hmm. But if you watch your mouth, beware of your thoughts, for they become words. Beware of your words, they become habits. Mm -hmm. Beware of your habits, they become your character. Beware of your character, it becomes your destiny. Making money, being healthy, Mm -hmm. and in every loving relationship. So I'm a transactional analyst. I help people negotiate. I want what do you want? I feel what do you feel? I don't want 
I don't want. I don't want you. And so when people learn to communicate words conversationally, they either use intimidation to scare you into being a wuss, (laughs) or they seduce you with guilt and shame for who you have the audacity to be. But what I teach is ask for what you want, say no to what you don't want, and be willing to pay for it if you get it. Mm. I'm not sure what you meant by the last part. Be willing to pay for here's it. What I, here's what I do. I have, I have women that call me on the phone, mm-hmm. and they're career women. Yes. And they're married, and they want respect and cherishing narcissistically. Yes, like my friend. From their my from friend their with quotes. Husband. <laughs> right. What? No, my friend that I was describing that you told her she was a narcissist and she was very offended. But yes, well, keep going. I got news for you. Was she married? No. Fine. <laughs> she wanted and to she be. She had the right to be a narcissist. But she wanted Remember to be what married. I'm saying. Right. Right. Narcissism is good for single people who don't have kids. Right. But once you have a kid or you have a relationship with a human being, then your narcissism requires them to be zeros. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. See, mm. the way relationships are built, it's two people that could be a 10, each one of them, who voluntarily prioritize what they want and what they're willing to give you so that it makes five from you and five from me makes a 10 relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm. So this is how, in a nutshell, I mean, you've written an entire book dedicated to staying married and loving it, but this is one of the ways... That, that you can stay married and love it. I... Every, every two months before you marry and every two months after you marry, sit down without the TV and without the whatever and negotiate I time, we time, us time. Negotiate how you live in space, chores, maintenance, how you handle money, my money, your money, our money. And how you make, how you have fun, how you play, non-sexually and sexually. We constantly are mutating and growing. And we need to renegotiate. And you know why two months? Because things change. Because human beings ruminate. Think about, think, feel, think, feel, think, feel, think, feel. Mm. We're constantly in a state of growth. And because of that growth, we've got to check with each other every two months Mm. as to whether we are feeling cherished and respected enough or we're not. Mm. Interesting. That's wonderful. And then in order to do that, you need to have the conversational rape book under your you sure do. so that you, you can sure because do. how can you negotiate when people aren't communicating in a supportive loving mutually satisfying way so these books seem here like they, the, they go together here the, here's 
here's the five tools. These are the tools of my doctoral work. One, when you want to be cherished, respect. Don't ask if you want to be cherished. Don't ask your partner what they feel. That sets up a conflict. Say what you feel, good or bad about, and ask them what they think about it Mm. and what they're willing to do about it. If you want to be respected, don't ask your partner what they think. That sets up a battle. Ask your partner how they feel about it and what you can do to help them feel better. Now, here's a big one, the second one. When you want to teach, preach, bitch, moan, or question your partner, make an appointment for the subject and the convenience, if it's a man, and the comfortableness, if it's a woman. Mm. Mm. So important. Don't just walk in the room and blast them. Don't do that. The third tool is how to fight. Yeah. Okay. Would Mm. you please raise your right hand, Kelly? Yes, I'm doing it right now. I promise. I promise. On my honor. On my honor. To respect the men I love. To respect the men I love. Even when. Even when. I think I'm smarter. Even when I think I'm smarter. And could do it better. And could do it better. Furthermore. (laughs) Furthermore. I promise. I promise. To keep my yang mouth shut. To keep my yang mouth shut. Unless I have to call the police. Unless I have to call the police. A doctor. A doctor. Or a lawyer. Or a lawyer. First. First. Now, how do you like them apples? Oh, it's brilliant. I can look at the arguments that I've had with my husband of when have been when my yap wouldn't, my yang mouth wouldn't stay shut. And I Remember, know that when I, when I do it, it, things go well. And it's not because I am smarter. I just think that I'm smarter, especially when it comes to driving. Hey, hey, honey, look over there. He hates that. I'm like, okay, but what if we die? I think we just, you know, we should just yes. die. <laughs> and don't forget, the second tool is to make an appointment for the subject yes, and the convenience of him or the subject and the comfort for you. That's now, the fourth tool, there's five tools. The fourth tool, 90% of all communication is nonverbal. It's tones of voice, gestures, postures facial expressions. You can't negotiate those. Right. Here's what you do. Honey, I sense by the look on your face you're upset about something. Am I right? Yes. When would it be convenient for you to tell me about it, hopefully today? Blah, 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 blah. What can I do to help you and I do better right now? You see that? Yeah, that's good. That's a woman to a man. Here's a man to a woman. Honey, I have something to say that may be painful. When would it be comfortable, hopefully today, for you to listen to me? You see that? That's good. And then, what can I do to help you and I feel better about this? That's the fourth tool. 
The fifth tool is not even words. Do you know the timeout sign for the referee? Yes. The hand, teacher, yes. you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. When he's going off with his mouth or she's going off with her mouth yeah. and you're getting upset, but you can't remember the tools, my name, or anything except your feelings, make the timeout sign. Mm. And then she'll say, or he'll say, what are you doing? I'm signaling you that I'm uncomfortable about something you're saying or something you're doing or not doing. Is it convenient for you to hear me, hopefully, today? <laughs> you see what those, those mm -hmm. five tools mm -hmm. have carried all the people that I work with through the rough times oh. of respect and cherishing. We all want to be respected and cherished, but not at the same time. Right, right. And not an equal measure all the time. I know that once upon a time I heard you say, or maybe it was on an interview together, you said something about, the, and I've re-quoted you a thousand times on this one, yes. um, regarding, I can't remember what the question was exactly, but it was, you said, no human being, and I'm probably misquoting you, so please Fill, fill in the no, blanks. I'll, no I'll human being, okay. <laughs> something like no human being is worth loving. Every human being is so flawed that they're not worth being in relationship with, but it's, but the relationship becomes a, something that is worth. That's right. Okay. What I so say good. Is... <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What that means is nobody's worth marrying. Right. You've got to want to be married badly enough to work with a human being that's not perfect and compromise right. with cherishing and respect. I once had a funny, I mean, for a while, I would just, I felt like I was comparing Dana, my husband, to Jesus. And I was like, you're not being jesus like right now <laughs> like that's what you should be like and then i had this thought even if jesus was available like he showed up and was like hey kelly let's get married i'm sure he would annoy me he'd be barefoot he'd be wandering around with a cross on his back and he'd be getting loaves and fishes for everyone else and i'd be like what about me so i i know that there's i don't know pro i mean this might sound sacrilegious to some people i i don't mean to sound flippant um, and I love Jesus, but I'm, but it made me appreciate Dana and made me appreciate the fact that I'm with a human and he's with a human and neither of us are anywhere near perfect. And yet our relationship is bigger than we are. It's a whole, That's it's right. a whole world and it's, and it gives, it's like its own entity that is generous and generative and it creates it's cre it's it's got its own life force and and that's it worth feeding. Does. It's worth feeding. So let me let me take you. Um, all right, wait. We have to say something about a man's world and a woman's universe. I know the women yes, are like, please. make sure that's she says something about this. Please. Hay House published it. Oh, great. And and here's what it's about. It's three books in one book. The first one is my feelings and thoughts about the East-West dilemma. Mm. 
the next book is about being an individual. You can't be a we and an us until you're an I. So many, many people have been raised to be zeros based on somebody else's script. Claude Steiner has a wonderful book, Scripts People Live, T.A. Wise. So the second book in that book is about my thoughts and feelings about being an individual. The third book is about being a couple, relating as a couple. Mm. And the fourth, the, the last chapter, the last book, is about being in us, mm. taking care of each other. It's my summary statement. If I died today, my book has a message in it mm. now. And you know what else I did? What did you do? I made it deliberately small oh, in nice. order to manipulate real men who don't <laughs> like big self-care books. <laughs> so, so for that, it takes four readings to get what I'm saying. Wow. Very sneaky of you. And that's okay you. with me. What? Yeah. Very sneaky of you, but brilliant. Yeah, it's, I've been writing this one book for 47 years. I've upgraded it every constantly for years. So it's the summary. If I want, if I have to, and I don't want, to die, I've got it in writing now. Mm. Well, thank God. And I hope that you are around for a very long time because I know I we all need you everything. for a long time. You know what I'm studying now? What? Telomeres. Oh, oh. I don't know exactly Staying what those are, but I know. Physically. Yes, what? yes, yes. I know I got to interview Bruce Lipton um, not too Good. long ago. and Oh, brilliant. So I have a feeling you'll be with us for as long as you want to be. And I hope that's a very long time. So as we get close to the end of this show, I want to go back yes. to where we were in the beginning a little bit more about the feminine and masculine aspect of dreams. So other dream symbols that you could say would be um, quintessential masculine expression and quintessential feminine expression symbols. Well, the anima in a man. You know, Carl Jung's wife wrote the book. Carl Jung wasn't as interested in anima animas, but his wife was. What? So she wrote, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. She okay. wrote anima animas. That's interesting. Okay. Say more. <laughs> well, just because it's so amazing that I don't find anywhere in dream work a concentration on the complexity of yin and yang. And yet, I've been reading dreams for 40 years, and they are so powerful. When a man or a woman dreams of a man crying, why is he crying? He's a man. He shouldn't be crying. Mm. No, a man's soul is feminine. That's where he tells his story. 
I had a, I, do, I do classes every Saturday from nine to four on different subjects. And there was a couple in there that were married two weeks, and they're in their fifties. Got about and, thirty seconds before the show is going to cut okay. us. Okay. Anyway, he dreamt of his father who died at 38 trying to get in his bedroom and he was blocking him. Guess what I recommended? <laughs> Write a letter to your father. Oh, express that feminine energy. You got it. Dr. Pat Allen, you are such a treasure. I so appreciate you taking the time to be on Ask Dr. Dream today here on Unity Online Radio. Her website, everybody, is Dr. Pat Allen. And go check out all of her books, um, Getting to I Do, Conversational Rape, Staying Married and Loving It. It's a man's world and a woman's universe and the truth about men and the answer book and answers book. And we I I just thank you so much, Dr. Pat Allen. And I hope thank to talk you to you so soon much after for having me. Thank you so much. Sweet dreams, everybody. And don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on MindBodySpirit.fm, the podcast network in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.